0: So, hello everybody! Welcome to another Powwow Wow Athletics podcast with Dean and David, and our guest appearance this time is Clem Dixon. Um, we're at the top of a mountain this this edition because it's uh, two fell running specialists are going to tell everybody the, uh, the 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 world that awaits them.
1: <laughs> Clem's more of the uh, fell running expert than I am. <laughs> I've only done uh, what I would probably class as hard cross country races, but. Clem's uh Clem's one of the main men in the club for fell running.
2: Uh yes, I yes. I I, I was when you said that you had t- two of the uh club's fell runners here, I was one I was just sort of looking over my shoulder really, because I know that um I know that you Dean still have uh course records for the old course at Isle of Wight, but as um as everybody who's ever uh run at the Isle of Wight will know, the first thing that happens when you finish is that proper fell runners say, you know that's not a real fell run, don't you? <laughs> uh, much as they do at Box Hill. Uh,
0: and then um, you can say, "Well, that Dean's not a proper runner either." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cheers, Dave.
2: Well, he's probably <laughs> what, a better runner than I'll ever be, so uh, we'll leave that one out. But
1: I wonder how long it would be before Dave Dave got his first swipe in.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's all we're talking about in past tense here, Clem. It's all about the future, though, not the past. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, the future, yes. I'm still hoping that um, I'm, 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 I don't know when the next fell run will be. But I mean, one benefit is of all of this nonsense is that um, some of the fell runs these days sell out really quickly, and it's one of these things where you um, you have to be uh, on hovering over your mouse at midnight um, or maybe at twelve noon or whatever. But this time, everybody who'd got a place that was in a race that was then cancelled It's just been rolled over. So I don't, need, I don't need to bother with any of the entries. They're already in the bag.
0: Yeah, there's probably quite a bit of backlog now, isn't there, of all these held-over entries that um, it's going to take a year to get through them before any new ones can be put in place, I imagine.
2: Uh, yeah, well, not everyone would have taken them up. Some people would have just taken the money, but which was also op- an option for all of the races. But, um, but that's right.
0: So what is the latest on the our running scene are they is racing starting again i know in, in all, all other walks of athletic life it seems to be getting back to normal
2: yeah it's much the same as it's much the same i think um uh it, the races before june are still off races from june onwards are at least tentatively pencilled in for being on um what kind of uh restrictions there will be uh on them you know whether whether, i mean because of course that's as with road running the big problem and indeed cross-country the the biggest problem with make with making these races covid compliant is the is the start where everyone's all bundled together um and that of course is for fell running as well so hopefully because i can't really see how a staggered start would would make much sense in a fell run but um
0: Certainly it tends to be a staggered finish, it. isn't it, as people fall over there's, the line. It's
2: there's <laughs> certainly quite staggering. It does, it does indeed occur at various points. Um Yes, especially so, if you're me.
0: Talk of staggering, Dean. Have you been to the pub yet? You never mentioned we've talked earlier about going to the pub. Have you been to the pub yet?
1: No, I haven't been to the pub yet. Um I, I just... Uh, order a load of beer in from b52 who are not sponsoring this uh this episode of the podcast unfortunately but um <laughs> yeah I, I i get beer from from them and also my dad's quite quite happily uh yeah, sends me over a few cans every so often as well so uh, but i am looking forward to getting back into the pubs at some point when it's safe to do so yes the
2: partner of harvey's i had yesterday was um uh, which is the first draft point i'd had for quite a while and uh you really did re- that was one of the things <laughs> really it, you, know you that were, it, it really did taste better than it ever has so
0: yeah something quite unique about it, not it it's not the same as in a can or a bottle it's uh something that you miss if you are a beer drinker did dean you was going to ask Clem about his his history i think
2: yes yes <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so I mean,
2: ask me, ask me whatever you like Dean. I mean if you're asking me about me, then there's a chance I might actually know the right answer <laughs> uh this
1: is this is a show where there's no right or wrong answers Clem. <laughs> oh wow, well, okay so well <laughs> whatever you say, it doesn't matter, but no, on a, a serious note, how did you get into running because i mean you you got involved um quite late on
2: yes i never um I never ran more than the bath until I turned forty and um and then uh, uh yes I, I got a I, I realized quite quickly that i could run a marathon and then i realized quite quickly after that that i could run a marathon in under three hours and so i set myself target of running a sub 245 which uh which as you know it means that you are on the championship start so you start just you start within within touching distance, almost of the Kenyans, um, and that wasn't quite so easy. But I finally um, I finally managed it, um, and then of course I realised, with that safely in the bag, that uh, in order to qualify for the championship start, you had to be a member of an athletics club. Something that had never occurred to me before. I'd done all of my running. In glorious isolation and other than running perhaps three marathons a year i never never used to race um but then there there it was i had to um I had to join a club so i joined us more or less at random frankly because all i really wanted was the best uh, I, I did zero kind of research as to which was the most the best club for me or anything um that yes I fell on my feet I suppose um, and then after I had joined I thought well I'll turn up for one of these um, cross-country races that they do at Jordan's Wood. Um, and uh and yeah what a splendid day that was uh, turning up at that magnificent clubhouse looking appreciatively at all of the pint beer glasses hanging above the bar area um, made lots of uh, new acquaintances who have since become friends Um, and people were even more friendly when they realized that I could actually run. And I came third (laughs) behind uh, behind you, Dean. And I think it was Rob Jackerman. Um, Yeah. And then I remember going home on the train thinking there's only been one thing wrong with this day, and that's that those pint beer glasses are still exactly where they were at the start of the day. but now, thanks to largely to Dave, the clubhouse has got a license, so that particular problem's been ironed out. Um, and uh, and those those pint glasses will be um, will be filled and refilled many times, hopefully.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure they sure they will be.
2: Indeed, we just need to get
0: some beer now and get some people.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, getting the people in is the is the biggest problem, <laughs> isn't it, at the moment? But but that lights at the end of the tunnel. It is.
0: I suppose we could start with outdoor, we could do outdoor, yeah, we can, uh, yeah, we can do outdoor (laughs) drinking, just thinking about the conditions of the licence before I said that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yes, well, you never know who might be listening in on this podcast,
0: Um, it goes far and wide,
2: yeah. And of course, you've had
0: a ceremonial hat in the last few years, Clem. How's that been? Your uh, El Presidente, uh, yes. I mean, obviously, it was an honor to be extended
2: um, in many ways. Yeah, well, extend it has been extended in the sense that, um, you know, for those that don't know, the reason why I'm still the president is that the presidency gets handed over at uh, the club AGM and it's been. Deemed inappropriate to do that virtually. The, the AGM, when it happens, will be will happen in the flesh, as it were. And so, of course, it hasn't happened for a long while. So, um, I, I, since I don't know how long ago it was that the uh, rule for presidency was, was that it became an annual thing, but I've had the longest uh, stay as president since then. But but in a sense, I sort of have and I haven't because there's not really been any possibility to do anything with it. Um uh since since the
0: uh Yeah, you're like castle well, been on, a lot on to power.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, I have been accused of that, yes. Um uh, yeah, nice as though it is to uh to be able to wear that ceremonial chain. I don't think that starting a pandemic to keep it is <laughs> proportionate.
1: I must admit I'm a little bit disappointed that you're not wearing the chain tonight, Clem.
2: Well, yes, I suppose I could. I could have dug it out.
0: <laughs> and uh, Dean, you lined up as a future person You think, oh, aren't you, one of the ones on the?
1: Yes, I am. I think after, because uh, Ian's going to be taking over when yeah. Clem finally uh, relinquishes the uh, <laughs> the presidency. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be the president after after Ian. So, yeah, that's no, good. Looking forward to it. I remember going down to the clubhouse um, when I was younger, obviously, and uh, having a look at you know the boards at the back of the, the clubhouse with the you know internationals. I'm going to say don't see the, the presidents
0: because they aren't on the presidents'
1: boards. <laughs> Pictures on anyway. <laughs> no, no, and just thinking one day, oh, do you know, what? I, I want to have my name on the, on that list somewhere, and uh, I want to sit in that chair as well. <laughs> and then once I yeah, found out mean- there was a chain, oh, that was it.
2: I certainly never dreamt of uh, of having my name on that board the first time i uh, i looked at it marveled at it um yeah the chair's not all it's cracked up to be dean because it's sort, no. of, sort of plasticky and you know how some chairs make a sort of inappropriate farting noise when you sit down for the first time um <laughs> you, you've got to be very careful with that so you sort of sit down and you go <laughs> so you sort of so that everybody, so you sort of think, oh dear, and you start moving around a bit to make it fart some more, just so that people think you haven't farted. <laughs> maybe, maybe,
1: maybe one of my first things as president will be to introduce a new, a new president's chair, or at least a cushion.
2: Yeah, just a just a different cushion, I think. I just think <laughs> the. Uh... So, are we wanting to talk about in terms of athletics or anything like that? I thought you know this is. Uh... Do people just well, yeah, because there's
0: been a bit of good stories this week, which Dean's already highlighted. We can kick off with um, maybe the Beth Potter story, which I thought was quite interesting.
2: Oh, this is the poor girl who ran a world record 5K, but it won't count because there was no one qualified to take a sample of her urine. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think there was no level four judge either, apparently, so that's another kibosh on it. <clears throat>
2: yeah, well, I mean, you've got a feel for her, obviously, and hopefully hopefully, she'll manage to do it again soon in more auspicious circumstances although it's not as i understand it she's more of a triathlete than a than a a middle distance runner anyway isn't she um
1: yeah i think um she wasn't yeah i think she went so did she go to the commonwealth games for scotland i think i can't remember where she finished um in the 5k but yeah Mm. she made the switch to triathlon about three years ago i think
0: yeah uh, as, as a triathlete oh rio yeah and she won gold in the European Triathlon Championships uh, before, in 2019. So, um, yeah, tr- triathlete by a background. <clears throat> I mean, I can only imagine the conversation that went on at this 5K race, which was hardly set up for a world record. <laughs> world record. <laughs> uh, I mean, there must have been a mixture of, oh, fantastic. Oh, shit. <laughs> because, uh, yeah. as you said, mean, they didn't have a level four judge and they didn't have, um, certainly no drug test. I mean, I don't think... I can't imagine that they've ever dreamed, dreamt that they've been in that sort of category of race.
1: <laughs> oh, it was certainly unexpected. I mean, there's there's only been two two British women that have gone under fifteen minutes for for five k on the road, anyway. So,
2: the idea that she chose that um, that small scale meeting as a way of drugs cheating is painfully absurd. Um, <laughs> but you can sort of you can sort of see that because the sport is so. Um, riddled with this problem that there have to be these rules in place and if the rules are in place then you have to have the rules and you know so although you although you feel for her the idea that they should be somehow making an exception if those are the rules you've got to stick by them yeah that's right
0: i think that that five carries apparently has um has got a bit of a reputation for being a fast course i think somebody else has run quick there as well I'm, it must be flat as a pancake, or either downhill or something. I don't know, but I think it's got a bit of a reputation. I heard.
2: Oh, is it a road yeah, race? Yes, yeah, a road yeah. race. Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, there are li- there's a limit to, um, to to the amount of um, descent there can be on a race, isn't there? I mean, I know there isn't a marathon. I assume there is in other road races. There you is, know, in there. the same way, in the same way that a, a tailwind of more than so much means that it this isn't a quality you know there are some marathons like um Lisbon the old course at Lisbon for example you could run it as fast as you wanted it would never be a, a record because too much of it was downhill and so of course what you want to do is you in order to attract records you want a race that's got a bit of downhill but not too much I mean London has some downhill in it of course and virtually no uphill so if there is a, a downhill in in that race then it would have. Um, it would be within the limit, I would suggest.
0: And the other story, because, well, whether it's a story, I'm not quite sure, but Charlotte Purdue, of course, didn't get selected for the marathon, did she?
1: No, that was a strange one, That because um, from what she was saying, it sounded like, from what she was told in a meeting with uh, British Athletics, was that, you know, she was, uh, if so long as she, you know, followed what they asked her to do she was going to be selected
2: and she wasn't yeah the way it, the way it, the way it played in the media it was it made it look as if um the selectors were either incompetent or corrupt and and really they should be better at spinning their story than than <laughs> to allow that to happen because i'm um but in the end, it, it's so difficult because I mean, like with it's, it's, it's selection is difficult, full stop. Of course, but for, for shorter distances or for other athletic disciplines, you can just sort of say, well, okay, these are the trials, and uh, or or we all or make some rules saying, well, um, in the year up to the competition, whoever manages to get score get the best uh, um, performance in uh, qualify. But with a marathon, most most marathon most really good marathon runners will only run two marathons a year. So, if if the only if the one you do six months before the one you're trying to get selection for, i.e. the Olympics, you you have a you have a bad day. But does that does that rule you out? I mean, you can't just do it on performance if you're for for, for the marathon. I don't think you have to have some way where the selectors have more leeway to make a subjective judgment and um and that of course will always lead them leave them open to um showing favor being accused of showing favoritism even if they're not so it's a very tricky one i mean the americans i don't know if they still do it the americans used to have some system where you had to uh in order to get olympic qualification in the marathon you had to go in for their domestic um trial which for which the competition was really fierce, and it was only a few months before the Olympics. Um, and so you ended, and, and they picked the top three, and and by the time they got to the Olympics, they were shattered because they 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 burnt themselves out in order to get the qualification, and and and, and weren't capable of um, doing anything like their best when it came to. It. I don't know whether they still have that system, but. Um, that's why
0: yeah, intend uh, to stick with that first three past the post and that's it no no arguing there's no selectors it's just you either do it in in the chosen thing one two three or you don't i mean the advantage of that yeah. of course is that it gets rid of any gray um you just if you do it you're there if you don't you're not
2: yeah i open. just think i can for 100 meters i can sort of see or or for um or for a 1500 i can sort of see the logic but for a marathon um I think that you, 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 although you can see the logic, you, you're not necessarily going to get your best three marathon runners to the Olympics that way, and you have to accept that. And maybe you thought, well, okay, we're never going to win anything, any medals in the Olympics anyway at the marathon, so it doesn't really matter who we send. We just want to, we just want to um, um, almost give going to the Olympics as kind of a reward, for having um, having done well in the trials.
0: I mean, I suppose what you could do is, I don't, I'm i not sure about the American system, so I'm speaking slightly uh, uninformed, but if you're going to do the first three passports for a marathon, you could do that like eight months out for selection, and then you know um, if you're in the top three in a certain marathon eight months out, then you're through, and then you've got eight months to prepare for it um, with probably a couple of backups, I'd imagine, just in case, um, rather than too close to the date, which... The olympic trials tend to be for this state i think
2: yeah i mean i know but whenever you have any rules like that it it always um throws up some painfully absurd situations where you get someone like um uh paula radcliffe who uh back in the day was was easily was just like head and shoulders above anyone else we ever had so of course you were going to pick her you have to be mad not to I the think you...
0: argument, though, isn't the Perdue argument that she was told to give this one a miss, to give this this recent trial a miss? Is, is that your understanding, Dean? And yeah. therefore, she did give it a miss. And then they said, "Oh, by the way, because you've missed it, you're not quite, <laughs> you're not taking it." <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what that's what I'm saying. It's just a shambles. Um, yeah. um, it doesn't, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what than you have if you if you if you're not capable of um of sticking to it and being seen to stick to it then people are going to get upset
1: it's yeah it's 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 just madness really um yeah she's done she did everything she was asked to do she was she's at, on times she's a minute quicker than steph Twelve's um personal best for the marathon um and yes, Steph 12 has been injured, but I think she apparently, you know, proved herself by running a decent half marathon uh, a couple of months ago.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just, it's just like an episode of um, of in the thick of it, isn't it? It's just, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just nonsense. It's rubbish. Yeah. Um. um we're, we're, it's just.
1: I think you, in order to be, unless you're pre-selected. Um, in order to make sure that you you get selected, you've you've got to run the trial race, just to be sure. I yeah, mean, I don't
0: know why they allow this sort of this sort of ambiguity to creep in. There. It just seems like you set yourself up for a shitstorm later down the line. Yeah, um, and I mean,
1: yeah, it's that's. I mean, 12's, I mean, they also said like twelve's experience. Uh, you know, may have swayed a little bit as well. She's been to two Olympics before, but. You know, it's
0: not in the marathon. It's a marathon. You know, a marathon's a different beast. I actually saw, did you, I don't know if you saw the trials running around Q, but I, I watched it, most of it. I actually, thought, I actually thought it was quite good. I thought it would be quite flat and a bit boring, but it seemed to have a reasonable atmosphere, even though there's only a smattering of people there. And the course, I don't know thought it was quite quite interesting watching it on telly. It's, it's more interesting than the, um, the London Marathon last year that went round was it Hyde Park with all the paraphernalia? So I thought it worked quite well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would managed to watch it on and off during work. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't think it was too bad to be fair as well. Um, yeah. And I think they, they just, they did a good job of, you know, actually, you know, streaming it on YouTube and BT sport off of, you know, limited, you know, equipment and everything. And yeah, I think it was, as you say, the course I mean, I saw on YouTube, uh, they did a quick run through of the course and it, it yeah, you know, wasn't overly, <laughs> oh,
0: overly it wasn't, impressed no.
1: with it, but.
0: but was uh, it any less exciting than that one, the London Marathon, where they just had billboards yeah, of the same I mean, advert going round? you know, of Buxton Water constantly flashing by or whatever. Yeah, At least I mean, it's the glass it was, house, yeah, it's the a, glass bit house.
1: Than, <laughs> a bit better than, you know, a load of billboards, but yeah. Yeah, so marathon trials, I mean, for you know, uh, for any major championship, what do you think of it as a standalone event? So, you know, obviously away from the London Marathon. Um, Clem, come to you first.
2: I, I think that it's in general a bad idea. It's certainly a, a terrible idea if all three of your places for that championship go to the first, second and third in that trial because the 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 boundary between success and failure in a marathon is even greater than it is in um, in other races. If you if you if you're feeling just very slightly off colour, there's absolutely nowhere to hide, and the number, and, and and you'll you'll get you will not get your best three your best three runners into the championship or the Olympics that way. Now, if you think, well, that doesn't really matter, we um, we just want to reward people for running well in the trials by giving them a nice um, jolly off to Tokyo, then that's fine. But you will not get your best three runners that way. Dave, what do you think?
0: Um, I think trials have a role to play. Well, they have a role to play in marathon. Yeah, I'm not sure because it is a unique event. I mean, I think it has a role to play in in most of the other track and field. Um and I think i just come back on Clem's point. I think I think nearly everybody, every event, and certainly at the highest level, they'd say that you've got to be on you can't be off colour. Even throwers, jumpers, they'd say the same. So I think it applies to all of them. Certainly at the top level. Um I, I kind of quite I've always quite like the hybrid approach, which is what you can you have a you have a championship which you can qualify by being the winner, but then you also have a discretionary. Um, I tend to think that is a good combination. I, I, on the whole, trials only seem to work really well when you are you've got real strength in depth. So the states uh, can do this for most of their track and events because they have so many people at the event that um, it, it, it sort of it, it works pretty well. In countries where there's less depth and arguably at international level, that's Britain at marathon level, um, then trials I never think work quite as well, and you need to be more slightly more subtle. But that said, I, I can't understand why there's this confusion about the qualifying criteria for it. I think you can publish that up out in front, make it very clear. And in marathon, that could be just a time, you know, the, just take the fastest three people on a certain date and... If you haven't done it by that date, then it's just tough
2: yeah well but then on the other hand you know you've got you've got someone who is uh historically easily easily your best um runner in the event but they got themselves injured two years ago they're now um well they went off had a baby or whatever and um now they're uh coming back on they're just uh, Smashed their own PB in the half. They're on fire, but they haven't run a full marathon for two years. Sorry, you can't go. It's nonsense.
0: Yeah, I mean, what you solve with one, you you don't you upset with the other, don't you? There's no perfect well,
2: solution. I mean, that's that's quite abundantly clear that you're never going to satisfy everybody. I think I think I think with the main thing that we're probably all agreed on is that whatever your rules are you don't start bending them after the event you don't start thinking oh we published these rules but it meant that so and so who we wanted didn't qualify therefore we better change the rules last minute that that's something you should never do something that they do sometimes seem a bit prone to do
1: yeah i think that's the thing i think and it's been happening for a while in british athletics they they yeah they never seem to stick to you know the qualifying criteria or it comes out so too late and Athletes haven't really got time to prepare for it. Um, and, yeah, they just need to come up with something and stick to it. I think that I like the idea of uh, a British only field like it was for the trials. But, I mean, as a trial for the Olympics or a major championship, uh, I'm I'm not too sure. Um but I'd be happy to see, a, 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 you know, a British championship or, you know, a British field, British only field uh, at some point and still being televised or at least live streamed
2: somewhere. Yeah. You see, I don't really know that there'd be that many much interest in watching it is the sad truth.
1: Yeah. Me, I mean, from a
2: personal perspective, I'd love to see it. But Yeah, of course. Of course you would, because because these, these would all you would be watching guys who uh, or women who you uh, you know their back history and, and all the rest of it, and you're, and you're invested in, in, in that as a subject, but most people are not. Um, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of people tune into the London Marathon uh, television coverage, of course, but I get the exp- impression that most of them have just kind of like got it on the background. I don't know that they're really that absorbed in it. And I'm, <clears throat> I mean, I've got to be honest. I mean, I, I, I think that marathons on telly are quite boring an awful lot of the time, nothing very obvious is happening. You um, well, do like if, sitting um, there
1: watching 25 miles of <laughs> just nice, comfortable running and then a mile burn up at the end? <laughs>
2: I, 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 watching the mile burn up is, is normally more interesting. But, and, of course, if you watch the highlights, then you get you get the bit where so-and-so broke away from the group and all the rest of it. Um, which, when you're watching it live, you often miss. If it all took place, like you know, like watching the Tour de France or something, it all took place in majestic scenery, then you might be more inclined to um, to, to to watch it. But just running around suburban streets in Southeast London or wherever, uh, there's not much to interest you there. Um, no, I, I I I I don't really bother watching marathons. Eventually. I mean, I, I think it can be quite
0: interesting. And the reason being is like like any um, long sports match, and whether that be cricket or golf, I think if you're able to, and it does take a bit of concentration, I admit, you can start to pick up the... um, Are people still here? Have you all gone?
2: I'm here.
1: No, still here, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just you're the only one on the screen at the moment, Dave. We're, we're spotlighting you. I,
0: I, <laughs> I thought you thought, oh, I've had enough of this, I'm off. It's no, no, no. no we're spot- I, I, we're I spotlighting you. I wouldn't blame anyone for going. Um, if you want,
1: I'll, I'll come back. We're back. <laughs> we're still here with you, Dave. <laughs> um,
0: no, I just, all I am saying is, I mean, I pick up some When I'm watching a long sports, whether it be marathon running, um, cricket match, a golf match, um, you pick up the nuances. So like if you're watching if you do watch them and you suddenly start seeing their body change, their posture, their facial expression, suddenly they start <clears throat> cracking or looking around or they don't trade certainly at the top level. I'm not so sure I enjoy the lower levels. But just seeing them sort of like a little gap develops and it comes back. Um I can't remember, was it the last one in Brazil? Was it and who was in that for us? He had a tremendous Oh, Callum Hawkins. Yeah. Come back. But then, um, who was it? Yeah. that was it. In he, And part, then he got, his it? legs went and, Oh, he, did he come back? I can't, I'm trying to think what I remembered. But anyway, if you didn't see the whole of that, if you only saw when he just came back or when they collapsed, you don't get the essence of it. And I don't know, uh, but I appreciate it. It does take concentration and there can be bits where you're not as excited as others.
2: Yeah, you're right. You do. Um, you do get a feel for the, uh, of the psychology and the drama if you watch all of it in a way that you don't if you just watch the uh, the brief highlights <clears throat> um yeah i suppose that I, I i don't like watching marathons just because it just makes me wonder why i'm not out there doing it myself or, or better still running somewhere rather more interesting than the streets of southeast london um, now if they started televising um well, there is one fell race they do televise which is the, the Snowden race um and uh and that's quite quite watchable actually I mean, uh, the commentary is in welsh unfortunately well I say unfortunately it kind of adds to the uh the mystique of the whole thing um uh but apart from that i'm not sure of any others that are but then of course you get the the benefit not only of the the drama and the excitement and it is quite exciting because of course not everyone manages to stay upright all of the time um, and there's a certain amount of claret spilt and um, but also you you've got these uh, great shots of this wonderful scenery
0: i, I would imagine one of the pomps, obviously obviously of covering a bell race is is getting cameras out to the places you want to be but now with with drones um if 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 I'd imagine it's much easier, actually, to, to It, it is indeed, and, and they they yeah. have they have
2: you you you, you uh, certainly on the Snowden race, You you sort of think, what's what's that buzzing noise? Oh oh yeah, of course, it's one of those. It's my pacemaker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, with with the Snowden race, you've got the you've got the train as well, of course, adding to the noise because the, the the route up to the top of. Um, the mountain that the race takes more follows more or less the uh the train line
0: um, yeah and if anything if if, if uh, news coverage is anything to go about the constant stream of walkers now as well <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: well that that that's the the yes i mean that uh, the, uh, not only with snowden but with fell running in general the the issues with the mountain being shared by the people participating in the race and the people who are just out there for a nice day out um, is, 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 is quite... A, you, almost, you almost sort of think, we're like, with a race like Ben Nevis, for example, you get up in the morning and you think, oh, it's pissing down. And you think, oh, well, at, least that means, at least that means there won't be the world and his wife getting in my way. Well, there'll still be quite a few people up there, but nothing like as many.
0: Well, I suppose that's exactly the same of even things like park run, isn't it? And moving on to a different subject. Of course, there's going to be a new park run starting at Sutcliffe Park, isn't there, quite soon, which which, 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 which will be interesting on many fronts. But interesting in, in that, if, you, if you've ever been to Sutcliffe Park, certainly this last year, it's quite busy now. And um, I can only imagine what a park run on a Saturday morning is going to be like going around Sutcliffe Park. But uh, it's, I suppose it's good news well, in,
2: in many respects. Well, it is good news because... because um, uh, Park runs generally are too full. And so the more of them there are, the the more, the the better it is, because it means that um, uh, you don't get too many hundreds of people doing each one. Um, And it's at nine in the morning, remember. I mean, I know you, you say, Dave, that Sutcliffe Park is busy, but have you been there at nine on a Saturday? I doubt it. Happy um. Saturday
0: morning, son. I'm down.
1: <laughs> Dave is
0: down the track. What Morning session which is about to be commenced at ten o'clock. I
1: suppose that, <laughs> don't that will think now your group's newest... ever been ready within an hour, though, Dave. <laughs> 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 All the time I've been, I've been going down to suck with firewood. I, mean, I know I don't go down anymore, but i have, I've never seen you be ready for a session within an hour.
0: Well, anyone will know that it takes it takes at least an hour to warm up for something. And anyone who doesn't take an hour to warm up is a fool, Dean. is an absolute fool. And you fall into that, cat because you turn it with about ten minutes to go.
1: Yeah, but Put I've normally run down out. the track or something, though, no, Dave. That's the, that's the that's the difference. I'm already warmed up. That's I've got Seven miles in the bank.
2: <laughs> that's exactly the same with me, Dave. If I'm I'm if if I if I'm training at um park, I jog there. So then when people say, well, let's have a warm-up, I think we'll be yeah, all right, but I've already
0: had a warm-up. Yeah, well, I just fall into that elite category unlike you two.
1: <laughs> oh, Dave, we're definitely not going to use the video for this one because you've got your belly out now. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> I'm slouching on the couch, which is a big – I'll tell you something, I've got myself a bad back. to This bloody lockdown, too much slouching, too much television watching, and I've given myself a bad back because I am the world's worst sloucher.
1: And that's all for this week's episode. Thank you to Clem for joining myself and Dave this week. Uh, And a big thank you to you for listening. We'll see you again soon on another edition of the Powwow Podcast.